0: Life audio. Sin is a struggle that we all face, sometimes over and over again. And one of my favorite things about this passage that we are studying this week is that we see this moment, this moment where there's this authentic interaction between Jesus and this woman who has been caught up in her sin. And regardless of the way that she got there or what brought her to this place, She meets Jesus in a way that changes her. And it's the authentic interaction with Jesus that sets us free from our sin. We're going to talk about that and more today. Stay tuned. Hey friends, welcome to the Hearing Jesus podcast. Do you sometimes doubt if you're truly hearing God's voice or if it's really your own? And how do you know the difference? Do you ever struggle to feel confident in your relationship with God and what he says in his word? Do you sometimes feel stagnant or like maybe you hit a wall in your spiritual life? Hey, I'm your host, Rachel Grohl, missionary, author, pastor, and life coach, and I have been there. I too was doubting God's voice in my own life. I felt insecure about my relationship with Him, and I wanted to be obedient to what God was calling me to do, but I wasn't quite sure how to figure out what that was. I felt like I was wasting time trying to figure it out, and I just wanted a way to understand His will for my life. The answer for me was found in the pages of the scriptures as I learned how to understand what they were actually saying. If you're ready to grow in your faith and to step confidently into the calling God has for you, then join me as we dig deep into God's word so that you can learn to live out your faith in your everyday life. Hey friends, before we get started, I want to read a couple reviews that were recently left about the Hearing Jesus podcast on the Apple Podcasts. This one says daily encouragement. Many times I knew I wanted to pick up a Bible. Where do you even start? I wondered what do people mean when they hear God? This podcast helped me with that and more. It has become a part of my daily morning routine while getting ready for the day. I can now pick up a Bible knowing it will guide me through good and bad times. I even made it to church now with my husband and family. Thank you for this beautiful podcast. Oh my goodness. What a blessing to hear that. Here's another one. This one says, this is my favorite podcast. I love the wisdom she offers, how she explains everything. You can tell her heart is in it. I love learning about so many things I didn't know. It helps keep my mind and heart in check. It's a great way to start my day with my mind on Jesus. Again, leaving a review on Apple Podcasts is the number one way that you can support my show. So if you haven't done that already, I would encourage you to go ahead and do that today. Hey friends, welcome back to the Hearing Jesus Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Grohl. Today we're finishing up week three of the devotional content that is pulled from the She Hears Bible Study. And so this is... Week three, day five, and we're reading from John chapter eight, verses one through 11. I'm going to read it for us. It says, but Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. Early in the morning, he came again into the temple and all the people were coming to him and he sat down and he began to teach them. The scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman caught in adultery and having set her in the center of the court, they said to him, teacher, this woman has been caught in adultery in the very act. Now in the law, Moses commanded us to stone such women. What then do you say? They were saying this, testing him, so that they might have grounds for accusing him. But Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground. But when they persisted in asking him, he straightened up and said to them, He who is without sin among you, let him be the first to throw a stone at her. Again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. When they heard it, they began to go out one by one, beginning with the older ones. And he was left alone, and the woman, where she was in the center of the court, Straightening up, Jesus said to her, woman, where are they? Did no one condemn you? She said, no one, Lord. And Jesus said, I do not condemn you either. Go from now on, sin no no more. Today we are talking about sin. And in fact, we've been talking about it all week. But today we're going to deal with it. So we looked at the ways in which Jesus responded in grace this week. But we can't just stop there. Jesus doesn't stop there. One of the common arguments over this portion of scripture is basically what they wanted to trap Jesus with. If they allowed her to go free, if Jesus allowed her to go free, then he would be breaking the law. And at first, I just think I probably had the thought that, oh, well, Jesus was a rebel and a rule breaker and challenged authority. But that's really not what's going on here. Jesus was keeping the law. And He wasn't going to break it because of who he was. He kept the law by taking her place. Sentenced to die, he took her place. He took her place by being the substitution for her sin. What are the last words Jesus says to her? In verse 11, he says it. He says, Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Do you know what that word condemnation means? It means to hand down a judgment. And so by leading her towards this path of forgiveness, he was also headed down the path of being condemned in her place. And so that decision wasn't without cost. It's just that she was worth the cost to him. And friend, so are you. So while Jesus offers forgiveness and grace, he also commands us to change in order to stay in close relationship with him, the very nature of that relationship demanded that she changed. And how was it that he was able to let her go free? The same way he lets us go free. It's not that he didn't call adultery a sin. He did. But instead of condemnation, a death sentence, which she deserved for her sin, or for her sin, instead, he extended grace. The sin of the men excluded them from condemning her. And Jesus alone is the only one without sin and the only one qualified to throw a stone at her, but instead he releases her into repentance. He became the very sin that held her captive so she could experience freedom. And I want you to see something that kind of struck me as I was reading this week. What do the scribes and the Pharisees call Jesus? They call him master or teacher but what does she call him did you did you pick up on that part she calls him lord so what's the difference the men called him master or teacher she calls him lord she recognizes who he was her savior we're going to take a quick break right here and when we come back we'll finish up this discussion about how an authentic interaction with jesus sets us free from our sin Stay tuned. So that's love, that's forgiveness, that's freedom, that's restoration. Throughout our time together this week, we saw Jesus walk in this tension between justice and grace. She knew she was guilty. She knew she deserved death. They both did. Yet Jesus offers her something so valuable, so precious, that it transforms her. You see, it's grace that transforms us. Our obedience comes as a result of a relationship with Jesus. And a relationship comes when we realize what grace is. So grace is what leads us to respond to the invitation of Jesus. And then when we realize the guilt of our sin, we come to understand what the true meaning of grace is. Do you get it? Grace is God's love for us. Grace is what Jesus offers us. Grace is what changes us if we let it. When we truly understand the gift of grace that Jesus offers to us, despite our sin, in fact, because of our sin, we're met with this decision we have to make. And we can choose to walk away or we can choose to hear. And the woman that Jesus met at that temple, when Jesus offers this message of grace, she hears. So during the rest of the time today that you have set aside, for some devotional time. I want to encourage you to spend some time just receiving the grace that Jesus is offering. I'm praying that over you this weekend, that you would sit in this posture of grace. Not just that you would offer it to others, but you would truly recognize it when he offers it to you. Father God, we thank you that you are a God of grace. We thank you that much like the woman in our story this week, that you did not just let us go free without cost, but instead we were worth the cost. God, help that fact not to be lost on us, that that this free gift of grace, just because it's free to us doesn't mean that it's without cost. In fact, it cost you your life. God, we thank you. We thank you that you found us worthy of that cost. God, help us to respond to you to your grace to your forgiveness to your mercy in a way that produces true repentance in us god i pray that as we go throughout our weekend and going into next week that these thoughts would not be lost on us and in fact as we continue to do this study that things would build on this idea of who you are and the way that you call us to yourself i thank you god for your presence and for your Holy Spirit and for your word. In Jesus' name, amen. I know you've been frustrated with being confident in how to tell the difference between hearing from God and wondering if it's your own voice. Listen, I know, I've been there myself.